Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Doug Sarava Show, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting. Bet like Michael Lepore. David Mendoza is back. Today is February 23rd, 2023. It's almost March, spring training. But right now it's the offseason for football. And Daniel Jones reportedly wants $45 million per year. Will the Giants give it to him? Will they keep Barkley? I don't think so. Uh 45 is a lot. Is he a difference maker? Of course. I don't think he would get it any other team, if he, even if he went for free agency and shopped around. So I think his best bet is re-signing with the Giants. They have a great team. They need very little to make them better. Uh, Barkley, I don't know if, if you keep Barkley. There's a lot of uh, running backs, I think, free this year or – they're coming yeah, up. I think they have a lot of free agent running backs this year. Yeah, and if some of them don't get the uh, franchise tag, where does that leave them? Because with Barkley, the guy's a great running back. You can't can't fault the guy, but he's been injured a couple times. You keep going with him. It's a trend with running backs and getting injured over time. Yeah, they're done by like 30, 31, so you don't want to take a chance of you paying Barkley. Even sooner. And he gets hurt. Look at Taylor. Jonathan Taylor in his, what, second year? And he yeah, was out he almost the down. whole season. Played maybe, I think, three games or four games, and that was it. Yeah, so it's like, do you give the money to Jones and let Barkley walk? I think that's probably the best bet. I mean, if you're going to give the money to Jones, you're going to have to sign him to an extensive contract. And that's going to be your franchise quarterback for maybe the next eight to ten years. Yes, if Jones is a free agent, I do not see him getting anywhere close to the 40 million even 30 million dollar range from any other team yeah i mean realistically 32 to 35 million a year they may give it to him if he's their franchise quarterback they see him down the long run i mean he's great he's considered a dual third quarterback right now yeah and he showed in the playoffs against minnesota the way he ran that if he didn't run the if he didn't run the ball that game i don't think we move on it's it's kind of one of those debates of do you keep do you sign Jones to a big contract and get rid of Barkley and bring somebody else over, which we've seen young running backs take control of the ball. Ramondre Stevenson on the Patriots did a great uh, job over there. So it's one of those, do you pay Daniel Jones in the long run and risk losing Saquon? Sometimes Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Saquon. Yeah, I'm going to actually look at that number just to see what it was because I think that playoff game, Jones had more. Yeah, so, I mean, if I was a Giants fan, I'd probably want to invest more into Jones than Saquon. If you can get both, it works out in the long run. But at the same time is money, money. Where is it going to be spent? You know, do you want to spend most of your money on two players and not build around them or rather spend on one player and you know, build around that one guy. And the list of the quarterbacks, you have Mayfield, you have Darno, you have Garoppolo, Bridgewater, Jones, Brissett, Keenum. I'm still going with Daniel Jones out of this list. Derek yeah. Carr, but... I see Carr going to the Jets. I mean, I, I it's the only place that makes sense. The Jets are Jets played great last season. They just had quarterback woes. Yeah, they had the quarterback position that wasn't consistent. Yeah, it's like you didn't know who you wanted at quarterback at one point. You know, you, you guys had your guy, and then 
he opened his mouth, and then you went to White, and then you just didn't know anymore if White was still the guy. So I think Carr is the best option for the Jets. I think Jones is the best option for the Giants, especially the way he's been playing. I mean, he's been running that offense. He's took charge. He's leadership on that team as an offensive quarterback, which you need. We've seen team look, – look at the Jets. Great example. Good quarterback, no leadership. I mean, from there, you go downhill fast, and we've seen it. Daniel Jones is a leader, too, and that's what I like that's about him. That's what I'm him. saying. He's, he's got he great leadership. He learned from Eli that, that one year. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like Daniel Jones gets re-signed, uh, Barkley contract, up in the air. You, you got to pick and choose who you're going to pay. And if you see Jones as your franchise quarterback, are you willing to play pay Barkley and keep both guys? But you're you're going to be tossed around with receivers, linemen, defensive players. I mean, you, your money's going to run dry quick. I mean, it can be done. Look at look at the Chiefs. Great example. Mahomes signed that big contract. Yeah, they got rid of Tyreek Hill, but at one point Tyreek Hill was still over there getting paid. So it. it I don't think Barkley is going to make a difference whether he stays or goes. Yes, he's an impact player. But if you look at great quarterbacks and how they play, Mahomes showed that he didn't need Tyreek Hill the whole time. He switched it up, went with Kelsey. I mean, if Jones is as good as everybody sees him as, he can throw the ball. He'll just get it. You know, he'll find his tight ends. He'll find his receivers. So he'll scramble. And the Giants can find a, a nice running Running back, like a good example, Pollard. I mean, he's at the Cowboys now, but perfect example, Dallas Cowboys, rival to the Giants. You got uh, Dak in the backfield. You got Zeke running back, and you got Pollard running back. Who gets the most yards in those games most of the time? It was Pollard, right? Pollard. He was a dual threat running back. He can run. And he can catch on the run. Saquon, I don't see him being a catch. He can he catch on the run? Yes. The first few years he did. Yes. And then once he got hurt, that kind of it's, and it's one of those things is like with all the hits coming up, um, trying to catch the ball and then run. Does he have the discipline for it still? You know, you have to be able to catch, secure the catch, and then run. A lot of these running backs. They'll try and catch the ball, but before they uh, completely catch it, they try to run because that's their basic instinct is to run. So it's one of those questions, is uh, Saquon going to be able to do that? And I'm looking at the list now. There's a lot of running back free agents. That is. So if we don't get Barkley, you could go after Kareem Hunt. You could go after Rashad Penny, Jamar Williams, Josh Jacobs, um, Deonta Freeman. Even maybe go after Borson Scott, uh, Samari Perrine. I see uh, Ronnie Jones. If if they were to get rid of Barkley, uh, a good option at a low cost right now would be Kareem Hunt, in my opinion. Yeah, same age. You don't gotta. You don't have to worry about overpaying them no. over a five year contract getting to your thirties. We know he's a reliable running back. I mean, he got thrown in the backfield. He was kind of the shadow over there. So, you know, he wants to make a name for himself again. So, you know, you get do you get rid of Saquon and bring over a guy like Kareem Hunt? I could see it happening. You, I don't see you paying as much 
as you would for Kareem Hunt in the long run as you would for Saquon because you know he's going to ask for money. Yeah, he's going to. Yeah. Because even if you look at the the Kansas City Chiefs running back, uh, Isaiah Isaiah Pacheco came out of nowhere. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Ramondre, Stevenson, Pacheco, like these guys, Pollard. Like, nobody thought Pollard was going to be a great running back because Zeke's over there. Mm-hmm. But these guys are showing that they can still play the game and they can play it at a fast pace. I think um, catching running backs are the new going to be a new thing. I think yeah. it's quick, you know, because those are the guys when your quarterback is scrambling, you want to dump off and have the speed to just burst out, go up the field. So you want your yeah you want your big guys to to push through the uh, end zone, guys like Zeke that got the leg strength on them. Guys like uh, Saquon that have leg strength on them. But I think running backs are going to start to transition into catching running backs. Yeah, and in the playoff game against the Vikings, Barkley only ran for 53 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy you expect 100 yards easy. And I think Jones had at least 20 more yards than him. I mean... I I expect 80 to 100 yards minimum, depending on the defense you're going up against. As a person, if you're going to pay a guy like Saquon, I mean, how many touchdowns did he actually have throughout the season? Uh, 10. 10 rushing. That's not too bad. And receiving, he had zero. But his numbers had declined from the first year in his uh, receiving. From 91 to 721 yards, then it declined to 52 receptions to 438. He got hurt in 2020, so only he only had six receptions. And then in 21, 41 receptions, 263 yards. And he, he did receive the ball 57 times, but he's not really one of those running backs where you're going to get the ball. No, especially with a player like Daniel Jones who's going to scramble. Mm-hmm. A guy who's gonna find a hole and go through there, you know, he's he he hasn't showed that most people can stop him when he's on the run. So I don't think a running back position is is a hundred percent the need for the Giants. And it's not as important as it used to be the position. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's not as important as a a, a tight end nowadays, as a wide receiver, as a quarterback. Um, because of the fact that most of these quarterbacks coming into the league are dual threats. You know, you got players, uh, Kyler Murray, dual threat. You got Jones, dual threat. We've seen Mahomes run. We've seen Hurts run. I mean, Burrow a little bit. Burrow, and, and you compare them to the to the quarterbacks you expect to throw that aren't uh, dual threat quarterbacks, and. Perfect example, Dak Prescott. He's not a dual threat quarterback. He does he can't scramble as good, which forces him to throw the ball into double coverage or to throw it in tight coverage, which gives him his a lot of his interceptions. And that's where the game is going to where these quarterbacks run the ball. And I think that's why Jones is gonna get the payday because he's turning into a dual threat. I you know, if if they're gonna go high on him. Maybe 42, 42 and a half. Yeah, I can't see the full 45. Yeah. I mean, he is a young quarterback. So you're, you're going to put it to where you're going to spread it to where it's maybe eight to 10 years if they're going to really invest in him for that much. 
And it seems like a lot of quarterbacks are getting like you didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo was going to get that big that big payday, and he did. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find out the contracts for the highest paid quarterback. Highest paid quarterback in the league. Well, could be Jalen Hurts coming up soon. He's going to want a big payday. Yes. So I mean, it's going to trickle. It's a trickle down effect. So do the Giants hold off and wait to see what Hurts, you know? gets asks because you know they're, they're going to start asking Hurts, hey how much do you, are you going to ask for in the offseason questions are going to come up you know are you going to stay what you you know what any ideas on contract so it's it's going to trickle down there's always a quarterback that's better than the one asking for a lot so you always if Hurts gets 45 then jones is not getting 45. Because even Ryan Tannehill makes gets thirty six, but I mean, his, his contract that's wasn't his, that. Yeah, that's his cap. Hit. His base salary is twenty seven. But still, you don't yeah. think of Ryan Tannehill as a high paid quarterback? No. I mean, I think who, the highest I think is Mahomes right now, right? No, it looks like Watson at forty six. Oh yeah, Watson did get his big contract. Then you have Dak at thirty one. Then you have Allen at 27, Tannehill at 27. So where's Mahomes at? Mahomes has to be high on the list because when he had re-signed. Uh, it says, oh, maybe that's just, just just this year. It says 5 mil. It says, it says 5 million? No. That's his base. Contract details. 10 years, 450 that's forty five a mil, uh, forty five a year. So he gets paid forty five. Yeah, his cap hit is forty six for this year. Yeah, the next which year. he probably he exceeded because he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so if he didn't get this contract, he might be action for fifty. Yeah. So I mean, you got Mahomes getting forty five. Do you see Jones on Mahomes level? Not yet. Do I think he's going to be better than Mahomes? Absolutely not. But I can't see him getting the full 45. So realistically, I'd say between 38 to 42 and a half. I would say around 30 or 34, 37. Depends on how many years they're giving him. If you're going to give him a 10-year contract like Mahomes got, you're going to have to pay the guy. So, I mean... 38 is not a bad number. I mean, if Tannehill is making 36. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. 40, you know, say mid, 40 million a year. I wonder what the top, what's, do you know what the top paid running back is? Top paid running back. No, I think, uh, is it Zeke? Uh, looks like Derrick Henry at 12.5. Oh, yes. 12.5 a year? That's what it says There's right There's no here. way. Hold on, let's see. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 11.8, it says. Base salary. That's what I'm seeing right now, 11.8. million, 64 million over four years. Is it McCaffrey? Yes. So McCaffrey's the highest at sixteen million a year. 
And then Zeke comes in at 15, tied second with Alvin Kamara. Makes sense. I mean, when was this? This was published July 20th, 2022. Updated November 23rd. So what would Barkley get if it's the Giants or someone else? He's definitely not getting McCaffrey money. Yeah, he's not going to get the high pay. No. Yeah, you're going to sit him around somewhere between. So do you give Jones the pay tra- the the payday, and then you just give Barkley the uh, the franchise tag? If you want to keep both. Yeah, I mean that's going to be the best bet. Because the you. franchise tag is what seventeen, right? 17 million a year? Is that the franchise tag? I don't know what his franchise tag. All right, let's see. Because then you got to think about uh, if you're going to bring back Shepard. I mean, why But again, he, he's shot? been another he's been another injury prone guy, so it's like you don't want to you don't want to so. risk it. If they franchise tag Daniel Jones, it would be tw- it looks like twenty nine. The franchise tag for quarterbacks is thirty two and a half, almost highest value for tag at any position. The franchise tag for running backs is ten million. So that that could be an interesting for the Giants. They could maybe offer Jones franchise tag. Prove it well, again, take us to the playoffs, and then we'll give you your 45. There's a there's an issue coming in. So let's see. This article was published February, right? This article was actually published two days ago. The Giants currently have yeah, a little under $47 million in cap space. 47. That's Jones's paycheck. Yeah. So if he's axing 45, there's no way you bring Saquon back. The only way they do that is giving him the tag and signing Barkley to... No, the only way they do that is... Yeah, if they give Jones the tag. They'd have to give Jones the tag. Which will leave him with about, what, $14 million? And then you give... What do you give Saquon? 12 and a half? Leaving with 2.5 million cap space? Yeah, that's... For a, for a team that, you know, barely made it into the playoffs, not saying that they won't make it into playoffs easily next season, but you're only giving them $2.5 million to play around with. So you're you're going to go into this offseason thinking if the trying to figure out who you're keeping and who you're not on the rest of the team. That's interesting. Because they, they could do that to Joe and say, well, franchise tag you. Prove it to us, because if they give him his pay his payday, and he has a bad year next year, they're gonna be like shit. At least if they give him the tag, they'll yeah. But then that gives you that option of you franchise tag Jones this year, all right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're essentially gonna give Saquon a contract. That means that's that's the only reason you're gonna franchise tag Jones. It's because you want to bring Saquon back. You give Saquon a contract for twelve and a half million. That leaves you with two millions, two million in cap space left over. Now, depending on how you sign Saquon, 
say, four to six years because I would say that's average on running backs. Yeah, I worry about the five-year or even six-year contracts. Yeah. I don't want to. So we'll say minimum, you know, four years. We signed him to a four-year contract. So once Jones' uh, tags up, that you have three years left on Saquon, which means that you would have to pay him, Jones, if he had a great season again, close to his $45 million when you only have $38 million in cap space. So you got to clear out house. You got to move players. It gives him a whole season to do it. But at the end of the day, it's like, who are you going to give up? What do you need? You know, I I don't think the Giants are in major need of many position players. Not really. It's basically bringing back Jones, bringing back Barkley. Uh, Nick Gates, they definitely want to bring back. Julian Love, they want to bring back. Darius Slayton, I could imagine they want to bring back. What's Kareem Hunt's contract right now? Um, because, I mean, to sign a guy for $8 million, if they can get it, I'd be happy with him being a running back on the Giants if I was a Giants fan. I, I'd take that because you're not – you could even do like a one-year, two-year deal. You're, you don't have that much risk. No. With Barkley, the guy's been hurt, so it's like – The guy squats, what, like close to 600? Around there for sure. And, I mean, a guy that does that is sooner or later going to hurt himself. Uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt signed a two-year, $12 million contract with the Cleveland Browns. And he showed nothing for it. Well, I wouldn't say he showed nothing for that contract, but for that amount, that's your starting running back. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a starting running back. Yeah, Barkley's put up better numbers than him throughout his if career. If I was Kareem Hunt, I'd take a one-year contract somewhere, getting paid $8 million a year as a starting running back, and show your worth. Show your worth. Show that you still have it in the league so that a place can another team can sign you for that twelve and a half again, thirteen and yeah. a half. I don't think he showed his worth in the past two seasons. He's showed, you know, bursts of it here and there, but you know, you're playing behind a team that had what, like four running backs at one point. Yeah, they had they had Hunt, they had Chubb. Uh who else did they have? They had a lot on that Cleveland Brown team. So I mean, Cream Hunt, I'd sign a contract eight year, uh, eight million maybe for a year, and show your worth that you're gonna come in and and be a top running back in the league again. Still young. Yeah, he's still young for sure. So uh, that could be a, that could be a chance the Giants could take if you don't want to do the uh, the risky contract with uh, Barkley if you're gonna give Jones a contract. So yeah, I rather. You know, you, you have a lot of running backs out here that the Giants could go after. I'd I'd franchise tag Jones. I mean, it's it's a hard like pill to swallow, but in reality, I'd probably franchise tag Jones. If Saquon walks, he walks. Bring over another running back and build around Jones. Mm-hmm, I mean, I'd do it's that. your best bet. Yeah, because who's that, who's really out there for a quarterback besides Carr? You don't want to bring in a thirty-one-year-old. You want to you want to bring in someone that could be your face for many years to come. And that's that's the issue. A lot of people were like, "Rogers is going to be free. He's going to leave. He doesn't want to." Rogers is two years maybe left in the league. Yeah, you're going to get two years of Rogers. So 
to a team that's desperate for a quarterback, okay. For a team like the Giants? No, you no. don't want to start all over with Rodgers. A team like the Jets? I can see it. Two years, you're going to bring over Rodgers, maybe get something out of him, maybe you don't. But, you are you know, you start building around these younger guys. You bring the leadership over where he's, you know, taking control and, and teaching these young guys how to play the sport. It's a better option for the Jets than the Giants. Yeah. Now, if I had to choose between Rodgers and Carr, I'm going Carr. He's a little younger than Rodgers. He's still got maybe four to five more years left in him. So you're going to get that out of him. Yeah, and Carr wasn't bad. No. He was just with a bad Raiders organization. Exactly. I mean, I, I think that Raiders organization was done with Carr two seasons ago. Yeah. And them bringing over Devontae Adams, they thought it was going to spark something, and it didn't. So the Raiders... I, I can see them sticking with uh, Stidham just because of the fact that well, expatriate quarterback. There are rumors going on. Expatriate head coach. Can I see Rodgers going over there? Possibly. Do I see Rodgers sticking in Green Bay? I don't think so, but you never know with this league. There are rumors going on, though, that they're going to try and get Mac Jones. I don't think Matt Jones is leaving. Uh, I don't know who don't said it, but it. someone said it that Josh McDaniels didn't want a quarterback he's familiar with. But Stidham is. He's ex ex Patriot quarterback. And I think that's why he they he got started last towards the end of last season. Because I don't see Mac Jones leaving. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks leave New England, and we all know why they left New England. Yeah, well, Tom Brady was there. Exactly. You know, and Robert Kraft was like, we're going to do anything to show that we're keeping Brady. That that was the goal was, okay, we're going to draft a quarterback. After a season or two, we're going to get rid of that quarterback just so that Brady knows that he's our quarterback. Yeah. And that's how Jimmy Garoppolo got They let go of him. Sit in. Let go of him. You yeah, because normally when you draft a guy, you have him there. So when your guy retires... You're drafting for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the past years, New England should have drafted a little better. But we know how Belichick is. He He's not a big draft guy. He doesn't care about the draft. He, he can see potentials in six-round draft picks, seven-round draft picks wide receivers, quarterbacks, and he could, you know, he he's he molded Brady to what he was, and, and sooner, or later, sooner or later, Brady surpassed what Belichick could teach him. And that's why Brady, I feel like Brady left, and he went to Tampa Bay, is because he wanted to show everybody, I don't need Belichick. Yeah, that was in the mind the whole time. Yeah. So I don't think Mac Jones is really going anywhere. Mac Jones, he he's got a great um, QBR. You know, I think the biggest problem in New, in New England is wide receivers. We they need a veteran wide receiver there, a great veteran wide receiver. Robert Woods is a free agent. I mean, they got they got to put some guys around these young guys. Look at 
look how they lost two games last season. Oh, yeah, the game against uh, the Raiders. Yeah, so you got Ramondre Stevenson throwing back, and I forgot who was the other one. Um, that was a bad play. I remember it was 10. They were, young guys, though. You yeah, they didn't have the experience guys for that. that don't have the experience. You have a guy in the backfield like Mac Jones who's not a dual-threat quarterback, and you're trying to throw the ball back to a guy that's basically Brady sitting back there, and you're trying to throw it back to him so that he can scramble around. It's it's not something you do. You know, that's a, that's one of the guys that you want to sit in the pocket and, and, you know, try to find a guy down the field. You're not throwing back to him. So it's young guys, young mindset, and that's why I say they need a veteran guy over there. They're, the team is full of young guys. Between the, the receivers and the uh, on the offensive side, it's all young guys. Yeah, these are your starting receivers right now. Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, and Twyquan Thornton. Yeah, so your your veteran on that team is Parker. Yeah. Which I wouldn't consider. He's a great, great uh, wide receiver. Leader of a wide receiver. Like, to take lead leadership of wide receivers, I don't see him as that guy. This And this does not look like a playoff team. Not on the wide receiver end. You know, defense, we showed they showed out. We know that they can play defensively. But the wide receiver is going to be the biggest thing that they go out for this season. I feel like they have to bring in they a great to. veteran wide receiver. Because just to have Parker and Myers isn't really... I mean, even if it's just Parker, because... Myers, you don't really know. Thorin, you don't really know. Jacoby Myers is what on his uh, third season coming in, I believe now. Uh, fourth, fourth season, and I believe he hasn't. I I think one year he got injured. At one point, I don't think he played the whole season. Uh, so far he played fourteen, seventeen, fourteen. No, 15, 14, 17, 14. Okay, so he has played full seasons. But I don't see, like, Jacoby Myers is not the dif- the difference no, maker. No, because he averages, his, I mean, his number improved. But he averaged 13 uh, yards per season, 359, 729, 866, and 804. So he's getting better. But you're talking about one guy on one side of the field. With a non-dual threat quarterback, you need receivers. You need top guys. Mm-hmm. That's why teams like like Daniel Jones, he doesn't need his it, – it, receivers aren't a major necessity. But you put good guys around Daniel Jones, it makes it even better. Yeah, and we didn't really have any top receivers this year. Isaiah Hodkins stepped up. Uh, yeah, this is who we have. Isaiah Hodkins – Slayton, Richie James, Daniel Bellinger. Uh, you had Galladay, but he didn't do much. Slayton got hurt at one point. Yeah, you had Slayton down to injury. Robinson, Robinson down to injury. And Shepard went down to injury. Mm-hmm. And that comes in with the dual threat quarterback. Since you have a dual threat quarterback, it, you know, it outweighs not having those top receivers. And I think that's why the Chiefs weren't worried when they traded away uh, Hill. Exactly. I mean, you, you got to – Patrick Mahomes is a difference maker. This guy 
sidearms, shovel passes. Like, it's like he's a magician on the field. So when you got a guy that's able to do that with receivers, and that's why I, you know, I always come back to the Tom Brady aspect of it. We've seen wide receivers come and go on the Patriots when Brady was there. Yeah, I, I, he made these guys better than what they were. He made Amendola, Edelman, uh, like listen, else? Gronk, like Gronkowski was one of them. There was another player that, nah, not not Amendola. Oh, I'm trying to think because there was someone else that was huge for them. Oh, you could add Welker in there. Best Welker, and it. You know what? If you if you run down those names, Amendola, Wes Welker, Edelman, what are they? Slot receivers. Guys you can dump the ball off to real quick. Great slot receivers at that. Can they make big f plays down the field? Of course they could. But Brady was a 5, 10 yards, quick up the field. Move, move, move. You know, that's that was the New England scheme back in the day. Weren't big on the run. It was always... Pass 10, 15 yards. You get sometimes you get a guy break free 30 yards, 40 yards. We knew Brady had the arm on him. Now, you look at New England now, they're going through that again. They're learning through that yeah. process again because they didn't draft a dual threat quarterback. No, because they had Brady. So if you try to draft the quarterback, exactly, you saw the situation with uh, Jordan Love and Rodgers. Exactly. So it's one of those things. I feel like New England has to go out, get some receivers, because obviously, defensively, you, you got most of your guys there. You bring back a couple guys. You, your defense was great last season. It was top five in the league. You know, Offensively, if a guy like Ramondre Stevenson could get 15, 20 yards, that shows that your offensive line's pretty good. So where where is you coming in? It's... You know, Mac Jones had a great QBR, frustrated throughout the season because he felt like they should have threw more than they ran at certain points. But that's a young mindset. Give him his receivers. Bring some receivers in for this guy. If he can't prove it, then you get rid of him. Start start shopping for a, a dual-threat quarterback now because that's where the league seems like they're going is dual-threat quarterbacks. And we've seen it before. How long will it last? We don't know. Because we've seen it with Vic, we've seen it um, McNabb, we've seen these guys dual threat quarterbacks before, and then it slowly kind of went away to where we had throwing running back uh, quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Peyton, and now we're going back Brady, into Ben dual threat quarterbacks where they can run. Yeah, and if you look at this Chiefs roster, you don't think they go fourteen and three and win the Super Bowl? No, these are their receivers for this year. And I'm I'm leaving out Kelsey because he's the top guy anyway. But you had Juju Smith Schuster. Yes, Mr. TikTok star. You had Marquez Valdez Scant Scantling. That the Green Bay gave up on. And you had Cardarius Tony, who got traded midseason. From the the Giants. Yeah. And then you had Isaiah Petetro and Derek McKinnon. So yeah, and then looking at their running backs, Pacheco. Wasn't nobody this season. Yeah, I didn't even hear of him. You know, came out of nowhere, started playing great. McKinnon. Nobody was expecting McKinnon to do what he did. Mm -hmm. But that's where it comes in as those dual threat running backs, which are great. 
McKinnon, Pollard, like dual threat running backs. So people were like, oh, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they, they got a great team. Yeah, but if they didn't have Mahomes, that team could have been different. Exactly. Could have been 10-7. and seven You or, look at that, that lineup of wide receivers, totally different from last year's. Totally different. He got a whole uh, uh, wide receiver sent to him halfway through the season, right? Yeah. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster, who came off playing horribly with towards at some point with the Steelers, you know, that they didn't even want him. So to say that Mahomes isn't a great quarterback or the Chiefs aren't a great team is an understatement, you know? And I, I know you're a Burrow fan. Oh, you know it. <laughs> but, you know, you take these two guys, and I'm not saying Burrow's – it's nothing to do with Burrow. But you take these two teams and you put them in your hand. And you take what the Chiefs had wide receiver-wise and what the Bengals had wide receiver-wise. I feel like the Bengals should have had the edge. Oh, yeah, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Boyd. Yeah. Like, you're going wide receivers from up here to wide receivers that are kind of, uh, Tony, he had great yeah. potential. Well, this year he had what? He had great potential in the Giants. I mean. He had 16 receptions all year. So what does that really say realistically? Two with the Giants, 14 with the Chiefs. Yeah, Giants didn't utilize him very much, which is why he got traded. But uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, what do you have? Um, let's see. Uh, he had uh, even Sky Moore. Sky Moore is a name we didn't say, say a lot until the end of the season. Towards the end of the season when Sky Moore started showing up. All right. Juju had. I'd probably say, what, 20? 78. 78? That's a lot. But I don't think he had the yardage for it. Uh, 900 yards. That's not bad. That's not bad. So I could imagine. So he was their top receiver. Uh, let me look at Kelsey. Kelsey had. Kelsey had 110. 1338. All right. So Kelsey. We Kelsey all know was Kelsey's, their main guy. We all know Kelsey's going to be their main guy. But it's, it shows you a lot. Your main guy is a tight end. Yeah. A tight end that has over 1,300 yards on compared the season. To, uh, compared to other teams that have the top receivers like Chase, A.J. Brown. Um, trying to think. Who else do you got out there? Who's a top receiver? Yeah, Jam Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown. Uh, Tyreek Hill, um, what's his name? That's on the other side of Tyreek Hill in Miami. Oh, Waddle. Waddle. Those were the two top wide receivers in the league. Yeah, but they they don't really make a big impact. Who? Those Waddle. receivers. Waddle and Hill. No, like Chase, uh, like Jamar Chase. He help. He definitely helps Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow helps Chase. Yeah. Tua didn't really have a big impact. He was hurt some of the some of the games. They, were, yeah, but, they did have a fast start, but once he got hurt, like if Hill didn't have a top quarterback, 
if he had a uh, Chad Henne th- throughout his career, I don't think Hill would have been a big name. No, I mean, Mahomes said it at one point. Sometimes he just threw it down the field, down the field, hoping Hill would catch it, and he did. He admitted to it. He said, you know, sometimes I just threw it up to his direction, and he caught the ball. So, I mean, if you think about it, most quarterbacks could do that with Hill on your team. The guy's fast. Breaks free. You know, the way he runs his routes. He's a difference maker on teams. Is he a difference maker in Miami? You know, it's it's an argument because Waddle's over there as well. I, to me, they're the best duo wide receiver threat in the league. Name yeah. another duo of wide receivers on one team that is good as good as Hill and Waddle. And on the Bengals, it's Jamar Chase. I mean, I yeah, and T. Higgins. Higgins, does he make a big enough impact as Waddle and Hill? A Jamar Chase and Higgins matchup? No, I don't think so. For the defense, it's going to be a nightmare. But I think when you look at certain teams, certain teams or certain quarterbacks, certain quarterbacks need a receiver. Well, that's the thing is, you take a guy like Tyreek Hill and put him on New England with Mac Jones. If I'm Mac Jones, I'm having a field day because I'm a throw yeah. quarterback. He's gonna throw the ball to Hill every chance he get, every it's, chance he could get. Exactly. You know that's a that's a good veteran wide receiver that's probably gonna teach these young guys how to run routes and stuff like that as well. Take the young guys under the wing. He's gonna get a big payday because he's gonna be the best wide receiver on the team, and he's gonna make a difference. On Miami. You don't see him making a big difference because he has Waddle on the other side of the field, which he, Hill did make a big difference. He had, a, I think, what, four or 5,000-yard games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have a quarterback that can't throw the ball. Oh, oh sorry, 100-yard games. If you have a quarterback that can't throw the ball, I don't think that's going to help the receiver. I mean, I don't I don't know. It, it's one of those things I, I see – there's potential in Mac Jones. He can throw the ball. Um, See, the thing with Mac is, he, if he has a good receiver like Hill, he'll be he'll be set for his career. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of a quarterback that, like, if Ryan Tannehill didn't have AJ Brown, I don't think he would be one of those top quarterbacks. No. So it's you could you could do these analytical things for each each position. If Zeke didn't have a good O-line, who knows how he would be. But that's where your quarterback has to grow and evolve. Because a lot of people would have said, a lot of people did say that if Tyreek Hill wasn't in Kansas City, Mahomes wouldn't have had a a great, you know, uh, passer rating, yards. Tyreek Hill leaves, what happens? Oh, yeah. Everyone said he was rebuilding. They were rebuilding and it was going. Yeah. And what did he do? They won the changed the narrative. He went to Kelsey, who's a tight end, not even a wide receiver. Tight end that usually runs slot, runs five to ten yards, and makes a guy like Kelsey makes twenty to twenty-five out of it. So now put another wide receiver on Kansas City, a great wide receiver, you're just asking for more problems. So guys like Tua, I don't think Tua's a is that great of a, a quarterback to say 
if if Hill and Waddle weren't there, I don't I don't think he would have done anything. Yeah, I if he only had that. one of them, I don't think people would have been making a big a uh, big scene out of it because now you got one one wide receiver that they're gonna double team most of the time. Mm-hmm. But now you have two great wide receivers, and you can't double team a guy because you're gonna leave one guy open. That means. So do you if you if you took Tyreek Hill out, do you think Tua would play just as good with only Waddle? Maybe better. Knowing what he what he went through, maybe no, a little bit better. I don't think so, because he got hit for a reason. He got so now you're taking another threat wide receiver wise. To where if they double-team Waddle, he's going to be sitting in that pocket a little longer. And he's going to get hit a little harder. So Because Mahomes didn't really have a top guy besides Kelsey. And they went 17-3 and and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I don't see a guy like Tua being able to do that. To tell you the truth, I don't I don't know how much Tua's gotten in the league. Yeah. Because, uh, if he gets hurt again, he's in a... The problem is, is if he gets hurt again... He'll be done. Doctors don't want to clear a guy like that. After what they saw happen last season, sit him out two games. Let's see how he does. Get hurt again throughout the season, sit him out two games, maybe three. Now you're you're, you're getting hit, big hits. You're sitting out two, three games. What, 17 games on a season? Yeah. Now if it happens twice twice during the season... You done lost what you're four to six? At, you're looking at ten games, maybe. So I mean, realistically, Miami, in order to change that, they're gonna have to fix their offensive line. They're gonna have to tell Tua, you gotta, you gotta get rid of the ball a little quicker if you see the the offensive breaking down that fast. It's things you gotta do. I don't know how long Tua has gotten in the league. Those concussions. People are going to be really worried about CTE with him. Really worried. Uh-huh. And he's, he's what, 20? He's young. I mean, what is it? His second season, third season? Uh, let's see. I got it up here. Tua, Tua. I think it's, he's coming into his third. Tua was born in 98, so that makes, that makes him 25? 25 in March. 25 next month. And this is his third year. Third season. A 25-year-old. Three seasons in. Back-to-back concussions in one season. And then a concussion later on. So, I mean, three con- three significant concussions in one season. To where guy couldn't stand. And especially what happened this season with DeMar Hamlin, people are going to be looking at this. It, it, the Next season, the league's going to be under a microscope with people that got, get hurt. Whether, you know, it's pulling them out the game and saying whether they had a concussion, even the slightest sign of a concussion. Oh, yeah, you got to sit them out. They're going to sit them. They're not going to clear them for the next game. You You get up and you look. Like you, you're taking a deep breath. They might say, "Hey, Tua, get in the booth, get in the, the blue tent." You know what? We're gonna sit you out this game, and it's gonna make a difference for them because that's games right there. That's uh-huh. I can tell if you're gonna win or lose. That that sitting out that game, sitting out two, three games, that can cost you two or three wins. 
in a in a league like the uh, AFC, that's big. Mm-hmm. That's, so it's scary too. And we've seen how fast did Miami go downhill when Tua got hurt? They were seven and three, and they barely made the playoffs. Exactly. So, and, and then you look, you you come back to a team like the Patriots, Mac Jones. Nobody expects Mac Jones to get a, to be a great a great quarterback. I don't expect Mac Jones to be a great quarterback. I expect I expect him to make a couple playoff runs. You know, whether it's you know divisional games, I don't it's hard to tell if he's going to if he's a championship quarterback with the way other quarterbacks are playing, mm-hmm. you know, Mahomes, Burrow, AFC is deep with quarterbacks. Uh, Allen it's hard to see a guy like Mac Jones at this moment winning a Super Bowl championship. Can they do it? We've seen it before. We've seen teams underdog. We've seen the Giants as underdog team come in twice and win Super Bowls against your team. So Mac Jones, can he do it? Of course. Not to rub it in, but it's against you guys. That's all right, Mo. We still have more championships. It's okay for now. It's okay. But yeah, we've seen guys like uh, Manning do it. Eli Manning do it. So Flacco. Can they win? Yes. Are they going to need a little more help? Yes. In my opinion, wide receiver needs to be filled. That position needs a little bit more because he's Mac is not a dual threat quarterback, so he's going to need those receivers. He's going to need he's got his tight ends. He needs to utilize them more. He doesn't utilize them as much. Once he gets that down, they'll be good. Ramondre Stevenson showed he can run the ball. The offensive line showed that they can block open holes. So right now, it's about being a leader on that team and growing mentally. And Mac Jones, he's still young. You know, he's still got that young mindset. He needs to grow. So once he's done that, I feel like they can make playoff runs. But the AFC is deep. It is very deep. You got a lot of good teams in the AFC with a lot of good quarterbacks. Yes, and you need to expose, you know, you're going to have to expose teams. New England showed it defensively that they can hold teams. Yeah, they played well. But if you're not going to score points or do dumb plays, you know, toss the ball back, fumble at big points, not get out of bounds, that's what's going to cost you games. So, you know, this offseason, I expect the Belichick to, to really work them and have them grow, discipline them, and for them to actually be a better team next season than this season. And I do see... A possible wild card spot next season for them, you know. Hey, they were close. They were close. They were close. Came down to like, uh, I think came to the last game. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the end of the day, they showed it. They they, you know, they held Buffalo to some points. They lost it, you know, big points in the games. Wild card. I I feel wild card run next season for New England. I, do they go deep in the playoffs? I don't think so, but it it shows uh, that they're progressing forward, and that's always a good sign. Patriots make the Super Bowl within the next five years. It's going to be a tough one. It, it it's a tough one. I mean, five years possible. It is possible. Get the receivers, Jones. Jones improves mentally, I, physically. To me, if if it if it keeps progressing, two to three, two to three more years, and they'll make a playoff run. Will they win the the Super Bowl? I don't know. 
Will they possibly make it to the Super Bowl? They can within two to three seasons if they can get a, a good wide receiver over there. They need veterans on that offensive side. You know, you get a good veteran over there, two to three seasons, they can make that push. And it, it's Belichick. I mean, this you guy never pulls know. plays. He pulls plays out of his ass. Uh-huh. So two to three seasons, I'm going to give it to, you know, for them to make a, a great Super Bowl run. I think by the third season, people are going to give them the credit that they do because they haven't gotten a credit since Brady left. Yeah, they haven't. So I think uh, after the third season, it possibly the third season in three seasons, they'll – if if they were to do it, it's going to be in three seasons. I think so too. They they have the talent. They just got to improve in offense, receivers. Yeah, yeah I mean, and if Carr goes to the Jets, I mean, it's going to even make it's, it a little it's tougher. Be a little competitive in the AFC because you know this past season the Jets and the and the Patriots both showed that they have great defense. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. It's going to be tough, but I, I think three seasons, will, if they can't do it in three seasons, they're going to have to move around it and find a new quarterback, and that's what they're going to do in the long run. And then, you know, five seasons. And if they don't win it by the third, the fifth season, they have to win it. And if they don't win it by then, I, I don't know what to do because I'm going to be on my bed crying. <laughs> Come over to New York City and be a giant fan. No, I can't. You know, it's crazy. I'm the only Patriot fan in my family. Everybody else is Giants fans. Oh, nice. So Nice. Must have been a good Super Bowl party. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had David Mendoza on the Doug Strava Show tonight, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting, Bet Like Michael Lepore. We were going to have Jonathan, but, you know, after talking about Russell Westbrook and getting embarrassed last time, he didn't want us to show up. By the way, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is not a new door. On the Jazz. I told you guys he wasn't going to be there long. Well, they didn't want him over there. Jazz is a young core. They got great talent over there. Westbrook would have brought down morale. Now, talking about the Clippers, still won't win a championship with Westbrook so, over there. Shout out to you, Jonathan. Top top 18, right? Top eight, num- No, number 18. Oh, he's number 18. Number 18. That's right. Russell Westbrook is competitive. His competitive drive, not leadership, because Kobe Bryant has the leadership and not the competitive drive. Let's get it straightened out. Yes. There's a difference between competitiveness and leadership. I thought it was hand in hand, but I guess we're wrong. (laughs) All right, guys. See you next time. We'll We'll be back next week. This episode was brought to you by Nicole and Dave. Ghost Sports. For all your latest information surrounding the world of sports, Talk to Dave.